Hey, it's us. Yes, welcome to the book report. Here we go. Yes, um, we are coming off of last week's Make It Happen chapter. Yeah. Which well, was a favorite of mine. Same. I like I like hearing the stories of Mariah, what she was doing running the streets. Yeah, those are good stories. And I think a lot of them we haven't really heard before. Yeah, well. about where she's living and the whole like logistics of it all here in the city. Mm-hmm. So it was good. And also you got another sense of her determination. Like she was making this happen. Yes. One way or another, she was doing it. Yeah. And she was ascending to this point of the book too. Mm-hmm. It didn't just randomly happen. She was working on it. That's why people think like that Mariah was some sort of overnight success and she absolutely was not. Mm-hmm. She was hustling. Mm. Hustling. Also interesting to see how involved Brenda K-Star was too because we only just heard like a story here and there that they were at that party together. And she was she was the, more than that. She yeah. was she was encouraging Mariah but she was also out there helping promote Mariah. She was telling everyone about Mariah. Mm. So she was doing what she could. Mm. That's how you it's all about networking, telling people about things, telling people who these people are. But um we're we're going to start this week talking a little bit more about Brenda mm-hmm. because this week we're covering three chapters yes yes you say this first one (laughs) i'm gonna say it wrong maybe let mariah say it that's the only way i can't because i I, can't say it either i don't know this word (laughs) there we go that's (laughs) that's where we're gonna start (laughs) and then we will go to princess prisoner and then we'll wrap up this week's discussion with a family family. so la femme Chez Chez La Femme. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> I'm going to try not to say that word. Now, it's funny because I started this chapter and I just, I don't know why, but automatically I thought, oh, this is the story about going to the club and meeting Tommy. Yeah. So this is the name of the club. It sounds, I thought Chez Chez La Femme was the name of the club. <laughs> it does sound like the name of an 80s New York club. Like Totally, right? Yes. I'm not crazy for thinking no, that. No, no, no. Okay. It's a legit theory. But I quickly soon learned that that is not what it is. <laughs> I was like, what does this mean? What, what does this mean, though? It looks French. A French phrase, which literally means look for the woman. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, of course, it makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Look uh-huh. for the woman. Uh-huh. Look for the woman. Look for Mariah. Exactly. <laughs> in the club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. We come to find out what it really means, and it's the name of the song that was written about Tommy Mottola. It mentions Tommy Mottola. Ta- about, about him. Tommy yeah. so strange to me why anybody's singing about Tommy Mottola in a song. Right? That is, I just still can't wrap my mind around that because I guess I knew that he was like in the music biz, mm. but I didn't know what he was doing, why anybody's mentioning him in a song. Mm-hmm. Should we do a little Tommy backstory? Let's. What was Tommy doing and why are people singing about him? So he was born in the Bronx. So he's a New Yorker as well. Love it. Italian-American family. He graduated in 1962 from school, went to military school. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe that gets where he gets his military-ness from. Well, let's call it that. Sure. Um, Dropped out of the Hofstra University on Long Island. So, again, connections. 
He's out there in Long Island too. Well, yeah, girl. Most of these people are. Uh, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't leave Manhattan, but I love that other people do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for them. Yeah. Um, when he dropped out, he pursued a music career as a guitarist and singer with the Exotics, an R and B cover band. Oh, yeah. Okay. He entered the scene, the music scene, in the mid nineteen sixties as a recording artist for CBS Records under the name T D Valentine. No wonder Mariah mentions Valentine in Petals. Mm-hmm. Get it. I got it. After his attempt to become a recording star himself failed, Matola started working for publishing powerhouse Chappelle Publishing and started his own management company. He was hired by Sony Music in 1988. All but, right. But, so, so, so there's Tommy. He's in the business. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're singing about him. And there's obviously a business talent that he has developing all these people. Yeah, he has knowledge. Mm-hmm. We'll give him that. We'll mm-hmm. give him that. Mm-hmm. We'll give him that. Okay, so now we have a little bit more about Tommy, but we also remember, keep in mind here, he's a, this is a married man with, with children. Now, um, so here's our, our good girl, Brenda. Yeah, so let's get into the book. Yes, Brenda's bringing Mariah to the party. Mm-hmm. She's getting invited to an uh, industry event. Yes. And it's the, I guess, the launch or the... Con- Debut party of this new record label that Tommy's forming. Yeah, but they all they also which is WTG Records. Yeah. But they all Mariah also talks about they're like um parading this girl around, mm. like she's like the new ingenue or something, or maybe she just got signed to WTG Records mm. or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, we still don't have outfits to wear. We've got to mix and match things. <laughs> yes, with the help of Brenda. We've got to make something work. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> So Mariah, so this is that moment too that everyone talks about as well. This is the the Cinderella story, air quotes, where it begins, where she has her demo tape in her hand. She's at this party, meets Tommy Matola. Tommy snatches the part, the tape, listens to it in the car, turns around to come find Mariah. But Mariah had already left. left. Okay. Very Cinderella glass slipper. But now we're in the club figuring out what happens. Now, this is what Mariah says, and I thought this was very interesting. On page 124, she talks about how her and Brenda were going like to the ladies' room or up the stairs or something. Mm-hmm. She says, our eyes locked and an energy instantly rushed between us like a mild electric shock. He had a piercing stare. He looked into me, not at me, and I was a little shook. Not in a bad way, but not in a way for a love at first sight way either. Mm. All right. So something. Interesting. So y'all are cruising there in the club. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was. So I think that is when something like that happens, but it's not necessarily like love. There's some sort of something going on there. Something's recognized. Right. From the universe. Mm. The energy is there. Mm. But it doesn't have to be love. But of course, Tommy brings it there. Because mm-hmm. it seems the way that Mariah writes it, like he was oogling and googling her with his eyes the whole night. Mm-hmm. Even when, because then he says, when they go back downstairs or whatever, and he's like, who's your friend? Yeah, Referring but, to Mariah. Right. But before that, they're in the bathroom and Brenda's like, oh my God, Tommy's looking at you. And she's like, who? Mariah she doesn't don't know. know nothing about him. Shane worried about him. She doesn't know that's the man who's going to get me my record deal. No, she does Just some guy. Mariah was not impressed by any of it. I'm just here because Brenda brought me here. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, she was not, she was not feeling it. But then Brenda explains to her who he is. What a big deal that it was. Yeah. And like, girl, you need to go work that situation. They wrote a song about him. Shay Shay La Femme. La Femme. But then it clicked. So he's part of the culture, obviously. 
Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Mariah knows that song. But the whole thing, Mariah was like, I don't understand why this man is still coming, you know, what he wants, what does he want from me? Mm. There's all these other prettier girls around. I'm over here in, you know, borrow dress. My vans. My (laughs) my slouchy socks and things. Like, what does he want with me? Uh Uh-huh. But, and it... But it's that magneticness, mm-hmm. and he. But he sees something, and you know, just because we know how the story eventually unfolds, I feel like he sees a lot of things in Mariah. Everything from her talent. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he will find that out. But what first attracted him to her was the the young naive girl. Now, at this point, when Tommy and her lock eyes, he doesn't know that she's this amazingly talented woman. Mm -hmm. He's just looking at her because he wants something. 18 years old. Exactly. 18, 19. And he's a married man. Mm. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But eventually, he gets the tape, listens to it, and then he's like, wow, she's more than just a pretty girl. Yeah. She has what it takes. Yeah, but also, you know, it wasn't Mariah going up to him saying, oh, hello, Tommy Matola, my name's Mariah Carey, can you please listen to my tape? There was something else happening. Definitely, definitely something else was happening, but Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I think Tommy had other intentions when he first laid eyes on her. Mm -hmm. uh, That's me. Right. But I don't know. I'm not Tommy. (laughs) I don't know what he's thinking. But after Mariah handed him that tape, she was a little Well, irked. hang on. He technically snatched it. Sna- he snatched it. He snatched it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So she was irked that she lost the tape. Because those cost money. Yeah. You know, she's got only a, probably like, you know, what do you make? A, a dozen demo tapes. And probably, you yeah. hand them out like business cards. But you got to hand them to the right people. Uh-huh. And Mariah was already saying that she was working with a deal with Warner Brothers to have one of her songs in a movie. So she... She, she wasn't looking at this event to be anything worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I got my deal, deal already going over here I'm for t- a song. I'm talking like, to them already. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be handing out my tapes to everybody. But Brenda was there. Mm-hmm. And she sort of pushed the whole thing. Mm. She was like, girl, you got to go. You got to do it. Yeah. So Tommy leaves the party. Here's, here's the tape. Tries to find her. Then can't find her. But then tracks her down. She know, yeah. He knows to call, get Brenda's number. They, they're, they're all connected. They're all connected in there. Mm-hmm. So as the story goes, as we all know, but Mariah does say that this whole experience, this was the first of what would be a strange and fantastical series of Cinderella stories in my life. But I was not swept off my feet. And trust and believe me, Tommy Mottola was no Prince Charming. She is not Cinderella. Her life has not been a fairy tale. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's move on to Princess Prisoner. Prisoner. Now, this is going to tell us all about sort of Mariah's living situations now that she has a record deal. You know, it's interesting that it is kind of this fairy tale story because look at like Rapunzel, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella... Or maybe Cinderella. Those Disney stories. The woman is always trapped in some sort of mansion or castle. And Mariah's about to be. Yeah, same thing. I mean, that's why it all plays into that sort of fairy tale, but Mariah lays it out. This Mm -hmm. is far from fairy tale land. Mm -hmm. Far from it. So we open with this chapter, and Mariah tells us that she just got her first bit of money. And immediately what she does is she gets her own apartment. Yeah. And she steals her brother's cats. 
Tompkins and Ninja. Oh, they're yours now, Mariah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a little information on the actual record deal that she gets. True. Like, where is this money coming of, from? It's sort of very glossed over. Yeah, because, you know, we kept hearing about all the other record deals after Sony. I do remember Mariah talking about that time uh, that Tommy called her into the office to give her the deal. And she's like, she brought her mom with her. Yeah. But she did not go into any detail about that in this part of the book. We, we, got an, we learned enough about Pat. Yeah, maybe, maybe Pat caused a scene of some sort so, at, yeah. at, the, at the record signing moment or something <laughs> like that. But uh, we've we've gotten a lot from Pat. Well, I guess she learned from that Ben Margulies situation. I better have someone else around when I sign things. But because she signed to the label now, now she gets her first advance. Yeah, and that is when she gets her own apartment. She's getting checks. Yeah, money's coming in, and she talks about buying this couch for her new apartment and how she would just, like, sit in the couch and just luxuriate in it and how amazing that felt. Girl, because coming up after everything she's been through to Uh have a place that you can call your own, Uh your own things that you're not, like, carrying around in a book bag all over the city, Uh that's a major milestone. Yeah. For for anybody, but especially if you've been through what Mariah's been through. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All on her own. She don't have to worry about nobody, worry about nothing. Yeah. It's just her, herself, and her. And that's hard. That is hard to do in New York City to get your own place. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Still. Yeah, still to this day. (laughs) Are you kidding me? So she says that she was living over in the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea apartments. So down not too far from Tribeca. Yeah. I got I think I don't know. It's probably like around 20th or something like Mm -hmm. that, or 23rd yeah. mm-hmm. maybe and like 8th avenue ish yeah that region so we know so we know that she's there she's getting into the deal she's starting to record the album tommy is always around mm. and she's hanging out with him a lot well like i said you know there are the similarities that probably just felt comfortable for her with tommy of course yeah uh-huh. yeah because she says even In the beginning, Tommy protected me. Even though I was breathing a bit easier with some early breaks and a clear path to success, the traumas and insecurities of my childhood and pressure from my brother and other people trying to take advantage of me were still right at my back, haunting my every move. So Tommy's there protecting her sort of from all of those things and her own family. Mm-hmm. But she's still dealing with all that. That's just, girl, you just left that situation. Yeah. So it's still having an effect on her. But Tommy was there to sort of comfort her and give a level of safety. Well, yeah. Because I bet at this stage, probably Morgan is realizing, oh, shit, she's got a record deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's going somewhere. Uh-huh. I need some of that money. Oh, yeah, they're coming. I bet, I bet that first check Mariah got to Morgan was like, hey, can I borrow some money? And I, I, if I and were Mariah, Allison. I would be like, um, you need to learn how to do things on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would buy him like, um, I don't know, a, a white coat to yeah. wear during winter. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't ask what size he is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll get him like a triple extra small. <laughs> Why not? But I bet that's the moment it, it all started. Allison, too, would have been calling her. Pat would have called her. Oh, yeah. They're asking for money. They're asking for money. Oh, I bet. So she's she's 
out there doing her thing, working on her music, living on her own. But Tommy Mottola's always there. He is sort of this nice person. He's giving her everything she needs. He's helping her in a lot of ways. Mm. And he's also turning it romantic as mm-hmm. well, which of course he would, because like we just learned when they were up in the club, he noticed her from her looks. Mm-hmm. And you know these old dirty dogs. Mm-hmm. They all that's how it all starts. So it was only a matter of time. Yeah. Mariah says, soon after we met, Tommy started making romantic overtures. At first, they were a bit awkward and adolescent, like sending me an expensive gun to teddy bears. Yet his persistent gestures and constant attention also gave me a sense of safety, which she found attractive. So, like, I get that. When Mm. you see everything where Mariah's coming from, you can understand why that would be something that she gravitates towards. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, it's but, bound to happen. Well, but here's where the lines get blurry is that he's also making her dreams come true. Yeah, but why does he got to turn it romantical? No, I know. That's the problem. That That is the problem. Mm-hmm. And what is she supposed to say? No. Yeah. She can't say no. It's almost like she's backed into a corner, I feel. It is. Very much so. Uh-huh. Can't say no. She's been working her whole life. Yes. For this. It's manipulation. I blame it all on Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all his fault. Yeah. He's too old. He knows. He knows exactly what he's doing here. Yeah, Mariah doesn't know. She's too young. No. A teen. Even though she's had a lifetime of life experience, more so than anyone else at this time, and most people at mm. this time in her life, mm. she hasn't had this type of experience. So there's no way that she would be able to maneuver her way out of this. Mm-hmm. And she's in a new world of success... There's money. Now there's big checks coming in. Uh-huh. Oh, that brings a whole nother level of things. Yeah. like, And now probably she, um, Pat and Morgan do want money. She doesn't want to, you know, go backwards. You, yeah. She has to make now, more money. Now you feel like you are not indebted, but now that you have this safety net mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. You got to do it for them too. Because Mariah is still at the point in her life where she desperately wants her family to be a normal mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And she will do anything it takes to, to get it there. Because mm-hmm. she keeps trying and trying and trying. But, you know, Mariah does talk a lot about how Tommy believed in her. And I do believe that he did. Yes, yes. And he had all the tools to do it. Well, obviously. It was grounded. It was rooted in... Something else, mm-hmm. which was a romantic, a romantic yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. And Mariah mentions nothing about his marriage here in this chapter. Yes. But also, there's no reason that Mariah could not have been as successful and it was just a business relationship. And that would, that would have been ideal. Yeah. Like her getting with him wouldn't have changed the outcome of the talent if it was kept as a professional situation. Right. Because Mariah was going to make it happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Why Tommy have to come in and mess it all up like that? He could have just been her boss. And that would have been better. Mm-hmm. But now that they are romantic with each other and she's staying with him a lot, he essentially talks her into moving out of her apartment and into his. Mm-mm. Girl, that is... No, 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 no. Now, I remember... Well, now I just <laughs> had a thought. 
<laughs> I remember when I was young, around Mariah's age, maybe a little bit older, and I had started dating this man. We were not in business together, mm-hmm. but we were dating for a while, and I was living with him pretty much all the time, like full-time living with him in his house. And he's like, we should buy a house together, you and me. And I was like, I think because I know this Mariah story, Mm -hmm. I was always, no, it's not happening. I am not moving in. We are not buying a house together. Yeah. Because I will never have that independence. I need my own independence. I need my own house. They say like getting a house with someone is... is more than getting married. You don't need to get oh, married once you have a house. No, it's so girl, in- you're already on the books with the law. Yeah. Like yeah. It's so detailed in, and intertwined and you're on the hook for it. Mm-hmm. That a marriage is nothing compared to that. No, absolutely. But I'm just saying I knew because of what Mariah went through that that was not going that was not going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the deterioration of that entire relationship Mm. because I was like, I cannot live the rest of my life with you. I need my own things at some point, Mm. my own home at some point. Mm -hmm. I need to live on my own. Mm. Mariah did not have that for nothing but a brief minute. Yeah. And now she's like, now because there's business involved, she can't say no when Tommy's like, move out of your house. Yeah. How are you going to say no to that? This man's in control of your career. And let's not forget, because he's also her boss, there's a company also involved, entire Sony Music. The whole thing. Shareholders. Like, there's all kinds of pressure coming at her. At 20 years old. Yeah. It's probably just easier to stick with Tommy, because he knows what to do, and how to navigate it all. Of course, but he, like we've said, he has ulterior motives Mm -hmm. that she's just now becoming aware of as they're building the house. Mm. So now he brings her up to the land... And shows her, oh, this is where we're going to build a house. Mm-hmm. Or he, what did Mariah say? Mariah said that Tommy said, "Let's build the let's build a house here." Tommy proclaimed, "I knew what this translated to. This is where we're building our house." I had no idea the scope of what I was getting myself into. Mm. It's like he's like, "Oh, let's build a house." No, we are building a house here. You don't have a choice. This is what's happening. Right, she's figured out these are. This is not a situation where he asks me anything. Yeah, total control. Mm-hmm. Tommy, 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 control, control, control. Mm-hmm. And he's intertwined, tangling her up deeper and deeper. And it's happening right before your eyes, but you don't, you don't have any grasp of it. Uh-huh. You just that. You, what are you supposed to do? You can't do anything. Because you know, Mariah always says her biggest fear is one day this will just all go away. The rug being pulled out from under yeah. her, yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I bet this that this that fear is a big factor here. If she says For no sure. to him, it will just all go away. For sure. But she's but, a prisoner in it, right? But she's trying. Even though she's under his control, she is trying to take at least a little bit of independence. So she says that she does not ever want anyone to be able to tell her, "Get out of my house," mm. or "You have to get out." So she's she says, I'm going to pay for half of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, also, it's documented that that's her share of the house. It's her money. Yeah. So he can't tell her nothing. Yeah. She's going to build herself a ballroom. Mm-hmm. And a recording studio. Yes. And a closet full of shoes. Why not? <laughs> do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Anyway, so Mariah, they're building the house. Mariah turns into an interior designer. 
Oh, she sure does. Yeah. She has to do something to to get her mind off of things. And manage the situation. Yeah. Well, it's fine because you don't want to be spending all that money and then you, the house is built and you're like, ugh. Gross. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm not living in his style of yeah. things. Oh no, we already know time's boring. Uh-huh. I'm not living in his boring house because that mansion was beautiful and yeah. large and big. I always, though, looking at it when I would see pictures, I was like, "Why is it in the middle of nowhere? Mm. It's literally in the middle Just of nowhere on this huge thing of land." That to me is also boring. A big old house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Then it's- you have to like get your friends like. To come all the way up? No, I'm not doing that. Nah. Sorry. It's too much. <laughs> Although when you do go up the Hudson River, it, it is really pretty. Beautiful. Oh, I, lo- oh, shoot. I love nature. Yeah. Nature, <laughs> I love it. Trees, water, uh-huh. the, the grass. I love it. Sure. It's quite cute. Like, I went to Sleepy Hollow on the train. It's like an hour train trip just straight up from the city. Beautiful greenery. You're, you're somewhere else. I love that it. That bridge she mentions, the Terrytown Bridge or whatever. Oh, or, Whatever that bridge is. Some bridge. That's up there. It's a thing up okay. there. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's beautiful. It's really pretty. <laughs> it's beautiful. If you But little <laughs> did Mariah know that as she's picking out the marbles for the floor and all the colors for the walls, she's building her own prison mm-hmm. and doesn't even know it. Isn't that crazy? That darn Tommy Matola. Ooh. Yeah, uh-huh. And all the while he's as the house is being built, he is installing security cameras. Yeah. All throughout the house. Intercoms. Oh, all of it. That is crazy. 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 But when you're in the moment, you're like, well, I don't have anything to hide. Go ahead. Look at me on the camera, whatever. But really? and in those days, those are those big cameras. It wasn't like those <laughs> ring ones. When it turned, you would hear it. It yeah. would be like, uh, yeah. And you'd be like, oop, he's peeking in on me. <laughs> But look at the extremes from, because even this is like Long Island adjacent. We're back up out of the city now. So we've gone from like living in shacks with Pat to now this mansion. Right. And multi-million dollar mansion. From one to the other mm-hmm. in a matter of years. Yeah. that See, that alone, I think, also can cause some sort of... Disillusion of some sort. Definitely. Because mm-hmm. now you are just sort of granted all this abundance in your life. Mm. Big homes, all this money, fancy dinners, all of that. When you came from nothing, and yes, you have worked very hard for it and you deserve it, Mm. but that's also a lot to handle Mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally. Yeah, especially when you don't know about money because you never had it. Right, exactly. Because here she goes dropping $15 million dollars like it's nothing. Like that should be that should be in the bank. <laughs> yeah, honey, that should be in the bank. Yeah. 15 she says it's 30 million dollar home. She put half into it, 15 million dollars. Again, this is a year or two into her career. Uh-huh. Yes, she has sold tens of millions of albums. She's doing really well. Mm-hmm. But it is too soon to be well, now we know 15 that. million dollars yeah. into a home. Uh-huh. Girl, you should put that into your own home over here. And she's paying Ben Margulies. Oh, all the while. Yeah. <laughs> all the while paying Ben. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That is a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have done it. I couldn't. No. Couldn't have. No, 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 no. No way. Couldn't have done it. They're building the house. She's totally involved in it, picking out tiles and curtains and all the things. It gets built. She then 
Has money left money left over? Apparently, <laughs> money left over <laughs> to get Pat a house. <laughs> yes. So she finds Pat a house not far away. Mm-hmm. Surprises Pat with her own house. So it seems like you would think in the fairy tale this is the end of the childhood turmoil. Yeah, you think okay, everything it's it's happily ever after from here on out because mm-hmm. Mariah has done it. She's now helping her family. Mm-hmm. Now things will change. Yeah, but. No. Now, I, so she does buy Pat a house, and Pat has the, the nephews with her. And now so, there's a new nephew on the scene. Yeah, Michael. Sean and Michael. Now, where did he come from? I, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> new character slides on in. Just right there, yeah. right in the house with Pat. That's, yes. where, that's where we meet him. <laughs> All right, so she, I love the way that Mariah surprises her mom with this Mm. it is very sweet very sentimental Mm -hmm. she puts the family photos up she has her mom's piano brought in i will admit i got nervous because i thought maybe after the reveal pat will be like oh i don't want this or something like be negative about it pat would do something like that see that's (laughs) why i got i was getting nervous about it like "Uh uh-oh How's this yeah. going to end up? No, I didn't see at that point, in this point in the story, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be amazing. I didn't have that thought. But, oh. <laughs> but now I know a little bit more about Pat. I wouldn't be surprised. Mariah put in a lot of work into this house, everything, and now there's something stable there for Patricia and her nephews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mariah says she does all of this because that child in me deep down still dreamed of a family that wasn't fractured. I had begun to make my career dreams come true. And I thought maybe I could make us a family home, a home base where everyone was always welcome. And I'd make my mother the head of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. She, she has these dreams of the perfect family. Yeah. But you know, it goes to show that the um the complexities and the traumas that were going on she just had she couldn't comprehend it as a young girl and just probably thought money will fix it and it didn't no it's broken mm-hmm. it's broken beyond money mm-hmm. that cannot that's not going to fix it but you think and you hope and you dream cuz you don't know any better no, you don't know you don't know you got to give it a try at least yeah uh-huh so she's made it She's got the record deal. Checks are coming in. Albums are selling. Trying to piece back together her family. Yes, she has resources now. Stuff's happening. Now Mo- We're moving right along here. Under normal <laughs> circumstances, you would think these are great things. But it seems like there's a price to pay for it. And almost you don't have... You don't almost have... She doesn't have a choice very yeah, much yeah, here. Yeah. She's very little choices. Yes. You think that just having money and the access and resources, you get more options. It's right. Not, it doesn't always work that way. And Mariah, it did not work that way. Because we're learning Tommy's temperament. If she had broken up with him romantically early on, he would have just cut her off from of the whole business. It, exactly. And Mariah knew that. Yeah. Because that's exactly what he tried doing after she divorced him mm-hmm. and the whole glitter debacle, mm-hmm. which we will get to eventually. Mm-hmm. He, of course. It was Mariah always there. knew his game. Always there. Mariah knew what was up, mm-hmm. but it just comes a point where she had to go. Yeah. She had to go. Yeah. And again, it's not like she can go back to the family. And they'll support her. No, you have nowhere to go. If if like all goes wrong, there's no support to catch her. Uh, That is just, that just, uh, that's a lot. A lot. That is a lot. Poor Mariah. I know. 
we're um, over here jamming out to emotions and Mariah's going through all of this. <laughs> and I thought my life was tough at 10 years old, <laughs> listening to emotions on my little red boom box. <laughs> and Mariah's going through all of this. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But let's move on to the next chapter of family. Because this is this is where we learn that Mariah does have a family. It's just not the one that she was born into. This is where we get a little backstory on Hero. Mm-hmm. How that came about. And then that kind of segues into her relationship with the fans. Almost like the first time she meets the fans. Yeah. In a funny way. And realizes what it is. Well, she... She goes into the story about how that is, but we'll we'll talk about it in a, in a little in a little bit. But I just want to set the the year and the tone here. Mm. So it's 1993. Mm-hmm. Mariah and Tommy have just been married, okay. even though she doesn't really say that in this chapter. But they're married here. Next chapter, and her third album's coming out. Dream Lover is there. It's the lead single. So debut is out, Emotions is out, MTV Unplugged is out. And she has done all of this success, success, success all the way through. Right. So it's all looking really good for her. But she realizes more so than ever that she's being held captive. Mm. And that's a problem. Yeah, because we have international success with the first album, second album, third album. We have multiple number ones already. And she has no idea she's famous. No no clue. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Wild. Because she's living up there in the house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. With the cameras on her. Uh-huh. How is she supposed to know? Yeah. And so she talks about the Proctor's Theater show, which I know as the Thanksgiving special. Other people know it as Here Comes Mariah Carey. Yeah. But just like in jail, you're unaware of the outside world. You only know what you are surrounded by. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. Yeah. But she's about to get her eyes will be opened mm-hmm. after this concert. Mm-hmm. So the concert is in upstate because apparently just Tommy just loves upstate. Right? Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> just like, why? You, even Mariah says, she's like, why this theater? Like what in the world? Where in the world? Yeah. Is this the, like whatever. Because there's a million beautiful theaters in New York City. Exactly. I wonder if it was just cheaper. Probably, but they got a lot of money flowing now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's all Tom. I'm blaming Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> it is all his fault because he controlled everything. Yeah, yeah. She even says that during this time in her life, there was a committee mm. that, and her whole life was decided upon in the committee. Mm-hmm. She had no say. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even invited to the meetings. Yeah. Could you imagine? Prisoner. Literally. Yeah. You are told what to do, where to be, and how to do it. Being controlled. Yeah. This is where the label makes these decisions come from. They're making all kinds of decisions. And Mariah has no say. Yeah. All right. So they make the the decision to do this television special, and it's in Proctor's Theater, upstate New York. Mm. This is where she realizes that she, I mean, she's performed before, Mm. obviously, but she's never done a concert. Mm. She's done MTV Unplugged, but that's a half hour you know, show mm-hmm. that I wouldn't necessarily call that a concert. This was her first big concert. She was the it girl. Mm. Everybody loved and everybody listened to Mariah. Mm-hmm. Every single person, young, old, gay, straight, man, woman, 
everybody listened to Mariah. Mm. So she she could have been anywhere and people would have would have crowded the streets. Because mm-hmm. this is her first concert. Mm. And you think like mm. MTV Unplugged. Okay. Maybe, MTV okay. Unplugged, those people in the audience are probably music industry people. Those yeah, people yeah. have been invited. There's probably very little actual fans. Fanfare, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they had to buy tickets to the show. They mm. had to... It was like a thing. It was a big deal. Mm, mm. So Mariah was going to, the fans was going to be out there. Yeah. You know, these hardcore fans. Yeah. So she does the show and this is where she does all the songs. Everybody loves it. It's, it's a process because it's also a TV show, Mm. but she decides to debut hero here. Mm. And it's the first, so hero was the second song, the second single released, but the album's not even out yet. Mm -hmm. So this album doesn't come out until the end of August. So this is a good month and a half before anyone even knows about a a second single. Mm. Dream Lover was just dropped. Well, wasn't this going to air on in November? Yes. So by the time the actual people see it, we know Hero. It's already number one. Mm. But the people in the audience had no idea. Mm. So Mariah did three new songs. She did Dream Lover hero and anytime you need a friend Mm. yes and nobody knew those songs Mm -hmm. not a single person there's no internet to leak could you imagine no there's no internet (laughs) there is no twitter no social media yeah could you imagine sitting at the mariah show okay well i can't imagine because one time she did do that where she performs a song no one's ever heard before when in vegas not like the current vegas but like the first time she did vegas for memoirs oh yeah yeah, she had done Angels Cry and Up Out My Face. And it wasn't on the album? And, well, the album wasn't out yet. So really? I, yeah, so I hadn't heard them before. Oh. No. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, so I have heard Mariah songs for the first time. Okay. But they weren't Hero. <laughs> <laughs> like, up, my, up Out My Face is not Hero. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we love it, though. <laughs> Anyways, so these these audience members don't even know what they're in for. Well, this is where she kind of segues into the story of the making of Hero, which we've heard several times that she was originally for the movie Hero with mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman. Originally written for Gloria Estefan. Mm-hmm. One of Tommy's... Um, other little... <laughs> other projects. Artists, yeah. Yeah. So she does it. Tommy hears it, insists that Mariah keeps it. Like, forget about it. It's not going on the soundtrack. We have to admit, Tommy is good like that because remember the similar thing happened with Love Takes Time in the first album? True. He can hear a hit. Listen, so can I. Well, yeah, we know. A lot of people can. Yeah. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. You're trying to give him a little (laughs) bit of props. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll give him that. But I'm just saying. So she, she performs the song and I love, on page 141, Mariah says... This is right after Tommy tells her that she's going to sing it herself. It's all hers. But she knew after performing it at that at that show that it was something special because she was looking in the eyes of these people and they were having a reaction. Well, if you watch the actual footage, watch the fans. They're like having meltdowns. Oh, yes. I remember. The, the, there's that one that point one boy. where the arms yes. are out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Watch them. But she says, hero belonged to my fans and I was going to deliver it to them with all I had. Inside your heart, 
So she knew that this song was going to be something bigger mm-hmm. than a Gloria Stefan or a movie or even just a song on the album mm. that Tommy told her to do. is something more of a special song in her catalog of many hits. Mm. And she goes on to kind of highlight that it has its own its own story because she goes on, she sings it there. Mm-hmm. She's always singing it at her concerts. She sings it after 9-11 for the tribute to the heroes. When I wrote this song, it had a lot of meaning for me, and tonight it has even more meaning for all of you out there who are struggling to get by. There's a hero. And then who would ever imagine she'd be singing it for the first inauguration for Barack Obama and Michelle Obama? I know. At their inaugural ball. Anything is possible. Tonight, I think we all believe that a whole lot more. This is for everybody out there with a dream. And of course, have to dedicate it to our new president. So it's the song is so big and has connected through multiple generations of people around the globe mm. that it is a song in and of itself. It's, it has a whole life and people have a connection to it. And it's very hard to do that with a song. Mm-hmm. You, Mariah has how many songs, but you, there are very few that actually have such the emotional impact the way that Hero does. Yeah. For, again, everybody, old, young, men, women, all around the world, mm-hmm. everybody loves Hero. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It even transfers into the Christmas song too, the Christmas concerts. Oh, it, it does. fits right in. It does. Yeah. Well, I lo- also I love the way that she sings it now. Uh-huh. It's a little bit different than how she would sing it back then. Mm. And but I think that's what keeps the song going. And she knows how to like have new life into the song all the time mm-hmm. with a new level of emotion. Mm. So how many times has she sung that song? You think, gosh, she must be so, so tired of singing the song. Yeah. God, like every 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 show, she got to, she has to sing "Hero." It's for the fans. It's for the fans. Yeah. But when you when you bring that new emotion and that new nuance to it, mm. then it doesn't sound like the same song every time. Mm-hmm. Because there have been times where I've he- heard Mariah sing "Hero" many times, and I'll be like, "Girl, what is next in the set list?" <laughs> but then there are also times where she will get me and I will have goosebumps, chills, and be holding tears back because you know I don't cry in public. Mm. But I'm like, girl, why are you just doing this to me with Hero right here? I wasn't Uh ready. (laughs) (laughs) So even for me, it still has such specialness to it when she performs it live. All right, so it's at Schenectady where she, so after Hero, all these things, it's at the Schenectady show that she realizes all these fans are there. And so she leaves the show Mm. and she sees all the fans out there screaming, we love you, we love you. Yeah. And... What It must be a bizarre experience. So bizarre. Yeah. Especially since she's three years into her career and she doesn't really recognize that people like her like that. That, but also her relationship with the police in the past of them coming into her house to break up Morgan Morgan, and mm -hmm. um, Alfred. Right. These police are are here to control the crowds and make sure that you're good. Like, it's such 
a weird thing. She's probably like, what are you doing? What are they doing here? What is what is anybody doing yeah. here? She's like, wait a minute, I have fans? Yeah. It's so crazy. But when she realizes that she does have fans, it's a life-altering moment for her. Mm-hmm. And and she says, so she leaves the uh she leaves the theater, she's hearing all the crowds of people chant, We love you, we love you. And she says, What I felt that night in Schenectady was not idol worship. It was love. It was the kind of love that comes from honest connection and recognition. I was mesmerized as I looked out the window watching all these people shower me with such love. It's not just fans, a family. And she's never had that before. Mm-hmm. When you think of everything she's been through, and even though she's married to this man now, how much love do you think is really going on here? Mm-hmm. Not much. If any, because Mm. again, we have already said Tommy has ulterior motives. And business ideas. It's business. Yeah. And then her family. Yeah. Nobody's giving her love. This is the first time that I think she's really feeling love. Right. And even like when she talks about how her hair was matted and dirty, she felt dirty. No one was paying attention to her. No one's caring. Mm -hmm. No one's loving. And then even when Alfred's family couldn't fix her hair. Right. That care. They're just like, okay, well, that's it. Yeah. And so here she is having a reaction. People are having reactions to her music. And it's the it's just and it's crazy that you think, oh, people love my music that much. Mm-hmm. They care for me that much. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even know what it's like. Because before that, it's business, business. Gotta get the deal, make a song for the movie, gotta do this, gotta do that. Go work, to the work, studio, work. go record this, go home, mm-hmm. go. Uh, sit in the car with Contracts, Tommy. signing go, things. Go, it's all Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah. Now, obviously, Mariah's been out. She's been on TV shows. She's had a couple album signings. But that's totally different from when you see it on this level. Because mm-hmm. now you can really see the level of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a couple hundred people. It's thousands of people. Okay, what about this story about how her friends, her hairdresser... Is a makeup artist making a fan book for her? And Tommy Dunn did that? Yeah, throws it in the fire. Ooh. What's his problem? I was was a little shocked at that story. Yeah. But, uh, you know, thinking of it, of course Tommy would do that kind of stuff. His jealousy is outrageous. Mm. Even from fans, right? Wouldn't you want to show the success you're having? Right. But it just goes to show this is exactly why Mariah didn't know that she had fans. Because little things like that never got to her. Mm. She probably never got fan letters from the Mariah Carey fan club. Mm. She didn't have any of that. Tommy literally kept her away from everything. Mm -hmm. And that's sociopathic behavior right there. Cutting Mm. people off from friends, family, and the outside world. Mm. Girl, you better call somebody. But what you were just saying, Tommy knew what's going on here. Like, he knows what Mariah is. Yeah. He knows what he can do with her. And it's this part right here on page 144, um, talking about the ride back from Schenectady. On the ride back from Schenectady, I don't recall Tommy and me discussing what had just happened in terms of all the love from the fans and whatnot. Perhaps he knew that I saw the purity and power of the fans, that I discovered how their love couldn't be controlled. It's the fans who create the phenomenon, not record company executives. Tommy was smart. He knew. But I don't know if he realized that after that moment, I finally did too. Mm. So she's on to it. She gets it now. And she now understands why Tommy's doing all of this stuff because it's 
record business deals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't there a story after the Daydream tour in Europe when she saw those fans? Mm-hmm. She realized, oh, I'm a megastar. Right, because that was her first overseas tour. Mm-hmm. And she, again, did not realize that it's big everywhere, girl. Mm-hmm. Not just in Schenectady. <laughs> <laughs> not just here in America. Because by the time she went on Daydream Tour, she had already done the Music Box Tour. And she had a better understanding. But she, again, you don't really see it everywhere else. Mm-hmm. In all of these other countries. Europe, Japan. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. It's a very, very big thing. There's no way she's overwhelming, yeah. I would think. There's no way she's going and she's just regular Mariah from Long Island. No one knows who she is. No, there's there's no, <laughs> no, none of that. Everybody knows who Mariah Carey is. Jesus. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah. But Mariah, she almost needs that love mm. because she, you know, what does she say at one part in this book, a couple pages back, but she says, some of us need to be rescued but everyone wants to be seen. Mm. That's almost like saying, you know, we everybody needs love. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to feel that understanding. Are, are you seen? Are you heard? Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. And Mariah was not getting any of that. Mm. Any of that at all. Right, because she's being controlled so much. And throughout her childhood, nobody cared. Yeah. So now she's being controlled, but now she sees that people see her, uh-huh. people hear her, people understand her. Yeah. And so she needed that. Everybody needs that. It just really sucks that it took Mariah 23 years of her life before she even got any of that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's crazy. And look at all the cast of characters around Mariah. Mm. Where's the love? None of them good. No. Nobody's here with good intentions yeah. for Mariah. Except our girlfriends, Josephine and Clarissa. Okay, true, true. There are there are <laughs> a couple people throughout that yeah. are good. We know little Miss Sunshine over there, her mom's friend Sunshine. Yeah, like, there's yeah, people. Yeah, but it's, it takes more than that. Uh-huh. When you're especially when you're up against so many people who are out to get you, mm. the one person here or a good close girlfriend here isn't going to fill that void. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it goes to show though. You know, if you're open and prepared. Something your life can change in a split second. Absolutely. One minute you're at the club, someone's snatching your demo tape. The next you're up in Schenectady singing three albums later. Million dollar homes. Yeah. Uh-huh. For you and your and your family. Yeah. All back to that moment in the club. That's what Mariah was realizing here in 1993, the massive amounts of change that has happened in her life. Mm-hmm. And she would have never dreamed that it could be this big. Mm-hmm. She was just wanting to hear herself on the radio and sing and write music. She mm-hmm. didn't know it was going to be this big. And then when she definitely didn't know when she did get this big, she'd be under the control, under the thumb of this man and his business. Mm-hmm. Which leads her to write the song after that Schenectady night. Well, that's okay. So this is, I find interesting is that now she's kind of, is Mariah Carey. She realizes she has to go out, put the makeup on, the dresses, perform, be this, artist, singing, songwriting person. But she goes home and takes it all off. Yeah. Like washes it away. Yes, because it takes a lot to to do all of that. Mm-hmm. But and that's how she unwinds. So this does sound nice in the house. 
this scene. Okay, it was very, very cute when she's, yes, after Schenectady. Yes, luxuriation. Right. Uh huh. Big bathtub. That overlooks with the glass and oh. overlooks the hills. Sounds beautiful to me. It does. She can dim the lights. Very beautiful. <laughs> with some candles. <laughs> it sounds nice. Um, all right. So this is when she is taking all of this emotion in. She's looking back at her life, taking that moment of reflection, and she starts to sing uh, the the melody of Close My Eyes, mm-hmm. which is, again, one of my favorite songs. Interesting that it has a connection to Hero. I know, and that whole night. Yeah. And, and how... It all comes about, but how it's, you think it's so separate, but it's so together. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. On page 145, writes the lyrics, which are very, very intense. And it's one of the reasons why I love this song so much, but she writes a whole paragraph above it. Um, and she starts to tell how this whole song came about. She says, images of the scene I had just left, Schenectady, adoring fans screaming and crying flashed through my mind, blending with painful recollections of my brother screaming and my mother crying of myself as a lonely little girl in a neglected dress. I was floating in a tub that was larger than the size of my entire living area just five years before in a room bigger than all of the living rooms in all of the 13 places I lived with my mother growing up. The enormity, complexity, and instability of the road I had traveled to get into this bath just hit me. Mm. Girl, that's a lot. It just sounded like she had a moment to stop for a second. And take it all in. Yeah, like it was just, it has been nonstop. For many years, from the time she was a childhood. Yeah. Because even though when she's a little girl, she's dreaming of you know being a songwriter and a singer, but she's also going through all these traumatic things with her family. Yeah. You don't you gotta just get through the day. And as you now you're a young teenager, now you have goals, you mm. have a career that you wanna push forward to. You don't stop. She just doesn't stop, doesn't stop, doesn't stop, doesn't stop, doesn't let anything stop her. I think she's realizing little Mariah is getting lost. Yes, because she's, she's in another world now. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. She says that too. She mm-hmm. says that too right here. She's like, it was the first time I felt safe enough to go back and peek in on Mariah, the little one, and recognize what she had survived. Mm. She So she's getting her childhood has become lost. Little Mariah is lost. Mm-hmm. She's, she's finding her. She's making sure she's still around. Because little Mariah doesn't know any of this stuff. She went through all of this. And to come up with a song like Hero, Close My Eyes. Yeah. I'm enjoying that connection now. Yeah, me too. Now I love Hero again. That's I know, my same. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to go home and listen to Hero all night. Great. <laughs> but I will say that Hero version from the Tokyo Dome. That's that a good one. Is the good one. That's that a good is one. the good one. But um, so so she started writing that song, Close My Eyes, in 1993. But it took her many years and a lot of other struggles and, and pains to, until she finally finished it and rightfully put it on the Butterfly album because that's definitely where mm-hmm. a song like Close My Eyes needed to be. It belongs there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. What's in between? So Music Box is pretty much done, right? It's about to yeah. be released. Mm-hmm. So next is Daydream. She goes through the whole Daydream. It wouldn't have fit on that album. She goes through the whole tour in 96, the whole 
Wow. So the wheels come off pretty quick from this moment. Oh, yeah. A couple of years. Yeah, yeah. in the timeline and scheme of things. Yeah. By the time 96 rolls around, I think Mariah's pretty much ready to go. Yeah. And that's just a quick three years from where we see her in Schenectady 1993. Right. Because before that, she didn't really know anything that was going on. Mm. It was all just a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Now she's seeing with open eyes. Mm. I wonder if seeing the fans and realizing her impact is the beginning of her being able to claim her own power again. I think it is. I think that's exactly what this whole, especially the last half of that uh, a family chapter is. Yeah. She's seeing it in a whole nother way. Mm. It's not just, oh, I'm just singing and making music and making money for this company and blah, blah, blah. It's so much more than that. And she knows that there's power in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's seeing everyone else is looking at Mariah with money signs yeah. in their eyes. And she's like, well, I need to start looking at myself with power and money in my eyes. Because she's doing the writing. Me. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I deserve better than this. Yeah. Where's my money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my freedom? Where's my independence? I know. Because again, she she doesn't have a say in any of this stuff. Yeah. She there's a committee, there's a management team, there's Tommy Matola. He's giving her little things like you can pick the house design. Right. And the tiles and the curtains. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> I want my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you got to take what you can get when you can get it. Mm. So well, also, she did mention that in the house, there is a recording studio now. True. She doesn't have to be going to shacks and backyards and meeting random people. Yeah. She has what she needs. Yeah, and she has it set up all how she wants to do it. It's funny because it's the dream she had, but it's just not what she imagined it to be. It, it happens like that sometimes. Yeah, like <laughs> sometimes. The, the, re- the reality is different. All right, guys, thanks for joining us again on this fun Sunday. <laughs> yes, Club. going through Mariah's life yeah. with a highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do anything else, though. I love that she's sharing these stories and giving us a little more insight. Yes, I'm loving like the more details now. Yeah. Being in the room, in the club. Mm-hmm. That's where we make these little connections between here and close my eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. See you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.